This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Connected. I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, what's the Connected Experience? It's our lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Basically, man, we like to connect people. We like to, we just, I get enjoyment out of connecting people and making their dreams or something come true through people we already know, built a relationship with, or people we build in a relationship with. That's right. That's right. Hey, I see you got the throw out. Yeah, yeah, got to, man. Sometimes you just got to go like that. What you getting your shit, West Coast style? Eventually, man. No, I'm about to just throw two braids in my shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't never rocked the fro since I had the fro if I wasn't going to get my shit braided. So I said, I'm going to rock the fro today. For how long? You going the whole week? No, I'm getting my shit braided. Oh, today? today. Yeah. So what up? You got a term? Yeah, I got a term, man. My term is great. Great has many different meanings, but the one I'm going to go with is being such in an extreme or notable degree. Great friends, great talker, great music. That's the type of stuff we into. Yeah, just being great. So my people that you need to know are the Marvelettes. The Marvelettes are an American girl group that achieved popularity in the early to mid-1960s. They consisted of schoolmates Gladys Horton, Katherine Anderson, Georgina Tillman, Juanita Crawford, and Georgia Dobbins, who was replaced by Wanda Young prior to the group signing their first deal. They were the first major successful act at Motown Records after the Miracles and its first significantly, significant, significantly successful girl group after the release of the 1961 number one single, Please Mr. Postman. Now, the reason I told you all that about the Marvelettes is because they come from where? Inkster, Michigan. They from Inktown. So the most town's first gold record come from where? Inkster, Michigan. And why are we talking about great and why are we talking about Motown music? Well, we're talking about great and we're talking about Motown music because we actually have a guest in the house today. He's a rapper. He's from what, Motown? Is that what they still call Detroit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and the title of his album is Greatness. So go ahead and introduce No, the actual title of the album oh, is Oh, Chop Suey. Okay. You know yeah, yeah, Greatness yeah. is a record on there. Okay, you know okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. What up, dog? I go by the name of Chaz, 3269, representing, as always. What's up, though, Chaz? So, what up, though, man? That's a different name. What's the 3269? Uh, what's the significance of that? Uh, 3269 mean D-Boy, and uh, I got that from the phone. Okay. Like, you okay. know what I'm saying? On your house phone, like 1-800-CALL-SAM. Okay, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. If you dial out 3269, you spell D-Boy on your phone. Explain to people what a house phone is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and that's how I let, that's that's just let you know how long I've been rocking with it. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Because just like I say, when I was a kid, that one eight hundred call Sam thing used to always puzzle me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is Sam? You know <laughs> right, what I'm right, saying? Right. And you know, chilling chilling with my brother, man. You know how we do? Got mind stars on it. We like you know because we called ourselves the D Boys. Okay. You feel okay. me? But you know, coming on the east side of Detroit, the D Boys is such a everybody call themselves the D Boys. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, we like, man, we should we should do it like this, and that's when we came with three two six nine. That way, we still representing what we want, but it's different. Right. Right. So let's talk about growing up on the east side of Detroit. What's uh, where you at on the east side? Where were you from? Um, I'm. I was when I was born, like from kindergarten to I would say the fourth grade. Yeah. Kindergarten to the fourth grade, I stayed on East Warren in, oh, yeah. the, cult- in the cultural gardens. How far is that from uh, Devonshire, that street over there? Off rip, I can't even tell you. Yeah, no, we used to be over there, man, yeah. a lot for like a year. It used to be a car wash on the corner. Like when of I East was born, my mama stayed in the bricks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She stayed in the bricks project when I was born. Then she went to the medical center. Then by the time I started school, we stayed in cultural gardens. And then I went to Spain to the fourth grade, moved from there to Eight Mile and Grasher. And then I was there 
I was from Eight Mile and Grasher from twelve to eighteen. Okay, so Eight Mile and Grasher is what raised you. Right. right, that's where you you know what I'm right. saying. That's where so let's talk about growing up on Eight Mile and Grasher. What was your family life like? Parents, siblings, stuff like that. Cousins. Uh, I grew up in a single parent household. You know what I'm saying. I'm the youngest of three kids. Um, I always, <clears throat> it, uh, I don't want to get it confused. And then my fa- my father has always been in my life. It just was one of those type of situations where every weekend I would go over my grandma's house. Right. You know right. what I'm saying. Like every like on my dad's side, my whole entire family is under one roof. And it's crazy that you talk about the Marvelous because my grandma was singing with them before they got signed. Straight up. So is yep. your grandma from Angstrom, nigga? No, nah, my grandma. Uh, uh, my, <laughs> nah, my grandma from the uh, Brewsters. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? My grandma from the Brewsters with uh, no, Diana Ross. No, I asked that, though, yeah, because a lot of people who was, like, in the Motown, Angster or the Brewsters, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, speaking of Motown, I just recently found out that Motown employed uh, more black people than any other job in Detroit, except for Ford Motor Company at one point, at, like, the very height of Motown. So that's dope. So... You say that uh, you would go over your father's house. Where where did they live at? They lived on the east side too. Yeah, Seaburn and Kerchival. Okay, yeah, Van Dyke and Kerchival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's deep east side. You know what I'm saying? Van Dyke and Kerchival on Seaburn. You know what I'm saying? My my uh, grandma house was the, you know, we called it Club Shirley's. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We called it Club Shirley's because, you know, everybody was somebody. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't walking past our crib without stopping. And then once you get to chilling, whether it be a conversation, whether it be some smoke, some drink, whatever. You end up chilling, man. The next thing you know, by eight nine o'clock, we didn't got the ribs popping, and <laughs> yeah. hot dog grill going on, and you know what I'm saying? It's a party. Yeah. So you say, you and need, we talking about every, every night, every day, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Eastside shit, Eastside <laughs> shit. So you the youngest of uh, three, so you got older brothers, older sisters. Yeah, or? my uh, brother is ten years older than me. My sister is seven. Oh, you a baby boy for real? So yeah, you was, yeah. So how was it growing up like that? Did they act like you were spoiled, or you was just? I mean, you let them tell the story. They they will say I am spo- I'm spoiled, <laughs> but it's it's simple, man. To me, it's, it's simple. Like as as a parent, you know what I'm saying. When you got a baby, when you got a baby boy, whatever you do, of course, at that time you got to think. When I was a baby, they was in their teens. Yeah, they high schoolers. Like they hanging, chilling, doing what they do. They ain't trying to watch me all the time. <laughs> right. So whatever my mama do, of course, I was automatically counted in. Yeah. Cause she wasn't about to leave me with them most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Well, well, most parents might just be like, "Cause I'm I was, out. I ain't gonna lie, I was a walk off type child." You know yeah. what I'm saying? You give yeah. me enough time, I find somewhere to right. end up going. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't be still, so that that would be the thing. Like my mama would do things, leave, come back. They don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I'd have been around the corner chilling for two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. how did you discover hip hop music? Because uh, you said you've been making music since you were six. So, yeah. how did you actually get into rap or music in general? Like, when did you uh, music your in love? general? I come from I come from a heavenly music background. Like I said, my my grandma is a part of the whole Motown. You know what I'm saying? She she definitely had her place in that era. You know, it just was she just wasn't down with the business aspect of it. So, you know what I'm saying? That kind of discouraged her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they, she folk, probably thought it was just singing and Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like she was a part of all the stuff that went on before everybody got signed. Right, right. You know, the she was in grooming. yeah, you feel me? She was in the midst of that, like when they was doing grown folk stuff, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I guess when it just came to the business, you know what I'm saying, they 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 looked at things different. But coming from her from my dad's side, it was just uh that because from her going off of that, she poured it into her kids. 
So all of my, including my pop, my pops is a musician. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And she turned her kids into a group called the Universal Travelers. And you know what I'm saying? They did performing and everything like that for some years. And I just remember being a kid, being in a part of their rehearsals and all that type of stuff. And then on my mama's side of the family, you got, um, like, I come, it's, it's a church background. Okay, so it's so, mass singing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Head. So it was like at five, six years old, I was leading devotion. It wasn't no, <laughs> not, you know what Now I'm that saying? you say that, like, now I actually understand your uh, production selection a lot more. Right. Because that's what, like, one of what me and my brother was talking about. I said, like, he got, like, a really distinct uh, production selection, and I wonder why. But and that's actually, like, you really just explained it. So if you're coming from, like, a family band on one side and church on the other, this you're is not going to go yeah, for yeah, the right. regular type yeah, of... Like, uh, those, like, when, like, speaking on the project, I handpicked every sample. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I rem- and I picked them off of the songs I remember coming up in my grandma's house listening to all the time. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, it was it, it was just like on both sides with it, and it was just like just singing at first. You know what I'm saying? How I came into the hip-hop aspect of it was my brother rapped. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And he had this group on a block because he, uh, me and my brother, we, me and my brother and sister, we got different fathers. They father stayed off of eight mile in like the Quinda area on um Gre- not Greeley. Um Dang. I can't remember that name right now. Uh some a, a G Street. I can't remember it's with a G. Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gallagher. He stayed over there. So they had a, a group called Unit Eight. So when I used to have to get stuck with him, they used to have <laughs> rehearsals. <laughs> like when I used to have to get stuck with him. I would have to go with him. He would go chill over there. You know what I'm saying? They would sit me in the corner or whatever while they do their thing. And I just used to watch them have ciphers for like hours. You know what I'm saying? Battling. Yeah. You know, then when we'd be riding home, here all like that's when the the radio station used to always have like the ciphers yeah. going on. And he'd always just be rapping, you know what I'm saying, while we riding. I just, you know what I'm saying? I felt that was so cool. So that was like my introduction, my introduction to hip hop. Was uh through him, and I kind of explained that in this song called "Dear Music." Yeah, that's actually a standout yeah. track for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that you you six, you singing, you choiring, you oh, you said devotion is that right? Thing is a choir. I, I mean, I, yeah. when you, <laughs> yeah. in church, man, you it, it's basically like because my uncle is my pastor. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I say, my church is really literally based on my family. Like, so it's like. Whatever they say, you know, I did it. I was one of the, I was a church kid. Like, I did yeah. it all. Devotion, ushering, youth choir, <laughs> right, right. rehearsals, Bible class, all that. You I, know I met, what I'm saying? I met the, the most the, killingest the nigga that I church. know yeah, it, in yeah, the choir. We yeah. used to sing in the choir together. Yeah. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because people saying. always like, act I, like they ain't have to go to I church come, and shit when they was kids. Like, man. Uh, every nigga I know who really get it popping, we used to sing in the choir together. They ain't going to kill me that I know of, but they right. got some bodies. You and that's the saying? thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? My, our church is in the, in the hood. You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Like, I come from that church where cats would sit on that back road just to keep going in and out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real just real talk, you know? Yeah, like yeah. every you know, when your family is in tune with it like that, and that's that's really how you come across some of the most unique people you ever meet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like when your family's in tune with that man on the on the religious I, tip. I, I think Dog met his wife you know? at church when we was kids for yeah. real. No, she just she, went oh, she to knew that us. Church, she knew yeah. she knew us apart. And it, yeah. And it's crazy cause coming up, 
like all all my homies and everything, like they always used to like. I used to be the laughing stock because, you know what I'm saying. I I used to get freaks about the church. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like this is where I'm at majority of the time. So you know what I'm saying. Like. Yeah. Shoot, I don't mind, you know, doing a little few things. I had a couple firsts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they used to make fun of me. I used to come back and tell the stories that they were like, man, that child's wrong as hell, man. <laughs> no, I bet it. It's where you went the majority of the time. That right. You're going to find out the majority me? of the that stuff. That in school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That in school. Like, that was, that was my life coming up. Well, you know, church and school are actually directly related because before we blacks actually got into going to church, the only place that people would congregate yeah. where they would say that they was teaching each other. So that's right. the only way you, if you come from a slave background, the only way y'all could gather on a plantation is say it was religious, like y'all learning church. So even in the movie, uh, What's the name of the movie they tried to shut down? Uh, Birth of a Nation. Right. The only place they could gather was church that the slave master or the overseer would feel comfortable leaving them was church gatherings. But that's why they had tried to put their preacher there. You tell them this. Since if they go gather, you got to tell them this. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, of course, we, you know, plantations, everybody ain't going for that. Yeah, we having church, but you sit down, bro, because this really where we talking, <laughs> discuss to that. You feel me? That's, so, knowledge. That's knowledge right there. So yeah. you discover hip-hop through your brother. Now you – so – Let's talk about like high school. I mean, middle school, high school, and you know that hip hop exists. What what age range are you in? If you don't mind asking, because that's a big. I'm 30 right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you a baby. You so a... you would say Little Wayne was the goat. What in high school? Yeah. In high school, in high school, my favorite was Jay. Yeah. But Wayne was right there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like my my, uh, my homie T. You know what I'm saying? He also a part of 3269. Little Wayne was the goat to him. Yeah. I was more Jay. He was he was Wayne. I was Jay. My homeboy Q. He was a uh, he at that time he was Banks. Yeah, <laughs> Lloyd yeah, Banks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Boy, is he disappointed? <laughs> <laughs> is he disappointed? Hey, I'm thing? telling you, between between Lloyd Banks at that time, between Lloyd Banks, Lil Wayne, and Cassidy, because they had the mixtapes on lock. Yeah, like everybody that that Cassidy freestyle, eight minutes, nine minutes long. Snapping all day. So would you say you was more Jay because of the older brother influence? And that was like, so you was already into like really listening to rap. I mean, what got me, what got me, uh, like hooked on Jay was Jay's was the first like worldwide track that I got hooked on to, which was the Hard Not Life. It's like when he when he dropped Hard Not Life, and the only reason that track intrigued me so well because. I knew where he got that sample from because I I watched that Annie movie a lot as a kid, <laughs> so that was so that was yeah. that was so sweet to me. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. To mix that together and put a song that was you know and it had you rocking and I mean that was just so cool to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's how I became the, the J follower. And then as I just continued to listen to his music, he just always stood out different to me. And that's how I always been. I always been the one that always wanted to be different from. What's all around me, you know what I'm saying? To yeah, have yeah. create my own lane, be my own man, you know what I'm saying, and you know do my thing. So all I right, always but, looked at uh, him and him and Jada kiss. All right, before we even get into anything else, you gotta have 16, bro. And niggas usually wait to the end and all that, <laughs> but we just go. I, I just gotta hear the. Well, I listen. I listen to the project. So, right. but since we about to start talking about the project, I would want people to hear you now. So, do you got 16? I mean, yeah. You know. Let's go. Let's Good. go. Let's go. Acapella. 
It feels good to your baby bubba. See, this is for them West and them East Side hustlers. Fresh to death with a bottle on ice. Last thing I'm worried about is a nigga or a price. Champagne with the lobster tails. As my cousin sitting tells me how all this shit is bad for my health. Well, I feel what you talking about. But good or bad, I'm trying to be the only one they talking about. My career is like throwing rocks at a glass house. Which any given time, this shit'll break. This joy that I have, this world can't take. The money I spend the night, tomorrow I'm gonna make. Consistent with my wins, I stay in first place. Party next dough, but I ain't signed to Drake. Make no mistake, we live a luxury life with chop suey taste and the feeling is right. What's up, everybody? This is Soren Baker, the author of the new book that's in stores right now worldwide. It's called The History of Gangster Rap from Schooly D to Kendrick Lamar. The Rise of a Great American Art Form. It's the number one new release in music history and criticism on Amazon.com. So be sure to pick it up on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, or through IndieBound Worldwide. I've got exclusive interviews with all the key players in the history of gangster rap, from Schooly D to Ice-T to MC Ren to Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, the DOC, Exhibit Did the Forward, I got everybody in this book, man. Be sure to pick it up now. The history of gangster rap in stores now. Okay, okay, that's what I'm talking about. So let's jump into uh, 2015. Something special. What was that about? Let's talk about something special. Uh, something special was a mixtape that I did. Um, at that particular time, you know what I'm saying. I kind of had a, I kind of was going through a few things. You know what I'm saying. I had recently had just lost my cousin, who I, you know what I'm saying, my first cousin, like my brother. You know what I'm saying. He came up with me. We came up together. And he was always, you know what I'm saying, an inspiration for the music. So I kind of had, I lost him at that time. And then behind that, you know what I'm saying, my other best friend, he ended up getting into a situation where he had to sit down. So at that particular time, we was doing the music together. And he had just dropped his uh, his uh, mixtape, you know what I'm saying, his solo mixtape. So it was like, you know what I'm saying, we was all campaigning behind his project. But then when he went through his situation, something had to be done to keep the ball rolling. Right, right. So, you know what I'm saying? I I continuously just, I was just on some like, okay, I'm just going to perform just to keep the numbers up. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So it was just like I would just do little open mics, you know what I'm saying, like this and like that. As I continued to do the open mics, you know what I'm saying, and at the same time, it was really just, I just needed a... a what you call it, like an outlet. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what I'm saying? Because I was much. really going through that shit with my cousin so hard. I just didn't have, I just needed to get on the stage just to release my, so it was like, I was doing up to like four to five open mics a week. You yeah, know what I'm this saying? This is actually building up the buzz. Right, really, but that's yeah. not, but at the time, I wasn't even thinking like that. Right, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I wasn't even thinking like that. I was just like, you know, I just need to get on the stage and you know what I'm saying? Just do my thing just to stay calm. You know what I'm saying? To stop from, you know, losing my mind on people because it was like people was getting on my nerves at that time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I ain't never been the type to, you know what I'm saying, go at an innocent bystander or anything over anything that's like personal to me. So I just needed the stage. So it turned into where people start to really like, damn, then what's, you know what I'm saying? Where can I get that at? Or, you know, yeah. blah, blah, this. So off the inspiration from my cousin, I decided to create something special because that's how that was a phrase he always used to use to like describe my sound so when i did something special i just did physical copies of that i didn't do no digital because at the same time i still was kind of like getting in the mind frame of learning the business aspect of music right because before then it was just all about doing music 
You know, it's like you make something, go to the studio, record it, let a couple people hear it, boom. Right. You know what I'm saying? It got to the point where I'm now starting to get opportunities and I'm starting to get shows and I'm starting to get like exposure with people that's really on a, you know what I'm saying, a level. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm looking at them now and I'm, you know what I'm saying? This is okay. So now we got to get into the business aspect of it. So when I did the something special, uh, mixtape, I used it as a leverage to get people to come to the shows. That's why I only did physical copies. Right. In order to get it, you had to come you to the to, show. You had to find me with it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I grinded with that for about like two or three years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just And then as throughout that aspect, that's when I just started looking at like, okay, now I'm creating a name. Now it's time to build a brand. Right. Which, you know what I'm saying, in that miss, uh, Mason May LLC was Kane. And you know what I'm saying registration paperwork, all that stuff. So let's get into Mason May LLC. What is uh, who who was the part of that situation right there? Uh, that's just that's me. You know what I'm saying. That's just a uh, publishing. You know what I'm saying that I created to, you know what I'm saying create the brand and the foundation to be my own boss eventually. Are you a Mason or is it that's, that's your last, last name? name? I mean, I'm. I always tell. I was born a Mason, so you can take <laughs> how you want to take it. You know what I'm saying? My. My great great grandmother is the original queen of the Morning Eastern Stars. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm branded. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm branded. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm branded any way it goes. So, whether you want to go off my name or whether you want to go off my heritage or my blood, I'm branded any way it go. I see Real to Real printed this up, man. We got. We get actually been looking for Mark Kemp, man. Yeah. 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 Shout out! Shout out the uh, last ones out. You know what I'm saying? They put that. They put that together. Yeah. Yeah. It made that connection happen for sure. Yeah, yeah, I got to get with Mark. He got to come talk, man. He got to. Yeah, that's a walk up. of history lesson, right there. You yeah. are you? Do you know Mark Kemp though? Like, how you I know haven't him? personally met him. You know what I'm saying? But I just know that that's who Lowe said he was gonna go with. He <laughs> yeah. said he's a stand. You know, he do good work, and yeah. I've been satisfied since I've seen it. So I'm straight. He good in my books. Oh man. yeah, he been printing up shit for <laughs> shit. He 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 definitely down there thirty years in the gang. Printing probably more. Shit. I think he got that business. I think that's was like a family business. Yeah, it, anything yeah. that you done opened in the city. And love nine More times than, out of ten, yeah, it, it, it can't print it up. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, I'm yeah. glad to be a part of the list now. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about uh, Chop Suey. That's your latest release. So my well, my the standout track to me would be uh, Dear Music. I played it back. Like I played that the most. You know what I'm saying? I didn't listen to it physically. I was on the headphones. Then we listened to it in the car. We just popped it in. I said, "Hey, put it on that Dear Music." Because I feel like when people got stuff like that, like even if that's the first time you heard of them, that give you the history. Because you say, "I still play my first one." He's like 17 now. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? He just right. told us he was 30. So that means he got a song 17 years old. Because that's what you meant, right? Right. Exactly. So I like to hear the history. Where you come from? You yeah. ain't just jumping. And that's what I'm today. saying. Like, I've been making songs, like, I wrote my complete first song at 11. You know what I'm saying? And seventh grade was when me and my boy uh, made, created D-Boys. In middle school, in middle school, Burbank Middle School, they literally, like, when they would have, like, assemblies or black history programs and stuff like that, right. they would literally cancel fifth and sixth hour for us to perform and, like, do a concert right. throughout the school, like... We going to school on some regular, like on some regular day, and it's D-Boy posters right, posted right. up. You know what I'm saying? Females that made them, got the hearts on them and everything. And, <laughs> right, You right. know what I'm saying? So like street team, and this is yeah, street like team it was, it was a, like, in our school, like, it's being kids like that, that's kind of like the industry to us. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was rap stars in our school, literally. You know what I'm saying? To the point where 
Nigga, we had other cats making groups to go at us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, fuck the D-boy. Like, every, like shit was real. We, you know <laughs> right, what I'm saying? Yeah, we got real beef. You know what I'm saying? We had real beef and everything. Like... <laughs> All because niggas is jealous, man. Yeah. Just get on the team. And this is seven to eighth grade. <laughs> this is seven to eighth grade, That's man. I had jealousy a... has no age limit. I see little kids in like yeah. my daughter's class, like who's jealous of her hearing. It's like, hey, your parents just didn't make that good shit. You feel what I'm saying? Love yours <laughs> for what it's for, because that shit ridiculous. You feel what I'm saying? Like right. we in seventh grade, it's not our fault. We took time since we were eleven to work on something. So constructed, man. Yeah. We had right. a we had a karaoke machine and a tape player. You know what I'm saying? After school. Uh, my homeboy, his mama had a, uh, he, she had her own hair salon in the basement. We used to cre- we used to record our songs on the tape player and everything, and then re- perform them in front of her clients to see how they sound. Yeah, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Before we take it to school, because yeah. we looking at it like, say we gonna hit him with a hit next week. You yeah, know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. We gonna hit it like, man, I'm telling you, the principal was behind us. He used to cancel class. You know what I'm saying? Just so the whole school can meet up in the auditorium. What's, what's that principal it, name? What was the principal name? Uh, damn, I ah, I, I want to say Gerlich. You got to see if he's still alive, man. He only he I can't lie. Life. I only remember one principal, and that's because he used to beat my ass. <laughs> For real, I only remember one principal. I mean, I remember my high school principal because he was just cool. You know what I'm saying? He was a cool, good brother. But my elementary principal, Mr. Alexander, <laughs> from Spain Middle School. You know what I'm saying? He he shaped me into a tough man. That's what's up. <laughs> so who is who is uh, Merc Music? Is that like Merch? Merch Music. I'm sorry. Merch music. music. Yeah. Shout out to the big homie. He the producer of the project. You know what I'm saying? This is a collaboration project between me and him. You know, it was originally his idea. You know, he approached me with it, and that's what I'm saying. He, me, and Merch met on some me doing promotion for something special. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. heard some joints off of something special. We met at the hip hop shop. You know what I'm saying? The original hip-hop shop when it was still the shows going on and Cyphers and all that. We met there. You know what I'm saying? He dig the performance. He dig my style. Like a couple months went past. You know what I'm saying? He reached out to me. He had like uh, four or five beats. You know what I'm saying? And the first one I played was Greatness. And I wrote to it right then and there. We went to the studio the next day. And then we did like two more joints within the next week. And then that's when he called me and was like, man, I think this should be a project. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And at first, his idea was, like, Chop Suey featuring Chaz. You know what I'm saying? Because it was really just going to be on some a couple tracks. But, like I say, as time went on, you know, we, we personally started to kick it, vibe, and just the chemistry, you know what I'm saying, was yeah. just starting to grow more. So it became where I, I looked at it where now I'm investing not only 100, but 200% of myself into this project. So now it's me and you now, you know? And you feel me? We just took it from there and grew. So yeah. out of the 11 tracks, you say the first track they let you hear was Greatness and you wrote to that. How many of those 11 tracks was you like there when he was making a beat and y'all, as y'all? Was, None. Uh, so None. He, so he made, they was already ready? Like it was like for, like Greatness was ready. Starting Fire was ready. Black Love was ready. But it's like songs like Dear Music, Single and Free. Like, those was, like, samples I sent them. It was like, I need something to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the other one? Um, Murder, Murder, Finest, um, On and On. Who got you in the sampling? How you know how to dig in them crates? Who, who, 
Like I say, coming up in my grandma's house. You still got the, you got records to this day? Nah, like my father got all the records. Like I don't personally got the records at my home, but my father got all the vinyls, you know what I'm saying, all the tapes, uh, all the uh, VH concerts, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I grew up while, like I always been a movie cat. I never been into TV, always been a movie cat. So like at eight, nine years old, I would be watching, you know what I'm saying, Motown review concerts yeah. all day. Then after that, watch a, a Jackson Seven Years uh concert or the Can Spiritual in concert live at Memphis. Um are these you know, gospel groups? Yeah, those are those are <laughs> yeah, gospel yeah, quartet I, groups. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I'm yeah, saying? I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, like I say, coming on my mama's side, I know them songs as we singing the Mary Sunday. <laughs> Straight up. My my uncles and them man are they are down southerners to their heart for real. Yeah. So, yeah. What part of down south? Oh, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Oh, okay, okay. Like I'm literally related to the whole city. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. Hey. When... So do you got a big market out there for your music? No, nah, I just got a big market for family. Like yeah. it's so big that once once the word is spread, it's gonna click like that. Yeah. Like oh, he is shorter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what's your favorite track on the uh, on the project? Um, mine's will have to be on and on. On and on. I take us yeah. through the process of making on and on. Um, on and on was kind of like when I got that, I kind of was at a moment of uh venting, you know what I'm saying? Like, few things had kind of rubbed me the wrong way, so you know what I'm saying? I it was like just a, a attractive vent on, but at the same time, like, I always been known for keeping my cool and being smooth. So that that smooth vibe was just a hundred. That's just a hundred percent chives. So at the same time, you know what I'm saying. It just it helped me get in my bag more, and you know what I'm saying. Just express a couple things. Now this is a question that's not off the eggs. What's your least favorite song on the project? Yeah, because niggas be like, "Oh, they are my favorite." No, one of them motherfuckers you'd have been like, oh, "I should have put that <laughs> on there instead of this." I mean, we artists, we we former artists, so we've right. had that feeling like, "Ah, we should have put this and not put that." You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. Uh, my least favorite, probably, probably be murder, murder. No, why you say that? Now you feel like, uh, well, why you say that? Um, I mean, I know, like, I wanted to do Murder, Murder just to create the raw hip-hop feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I loved. But I just know, like, in today's time, you know what I'm saying? Like, that type of vibe ain't really accepted, you know? But, like I say, it was it was one of them tracks where I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't care what, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't trying to follow no trend on that one. But at the same time, if you pay attention, if you listen to the track, I'm still kind of talking about today's mind frame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the whole thing. Like, if you really listen to the track, I'm kind of being a little conscious with it because, you know what I'm saying, just just on my personal opinion, you know what I'm saying, just on how the world is moving now, they just making killing as, like, entertainment. Yeah. Like, it's entertainment. Like, yeah. you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we'll post this on TMZ. Yeah, that you feel me? Like, dead. if I, if yeah. I cut somebody's head off, I'm going to get, like, 100 shares. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A hundred thousand. Yeah, a hundred thousand shares <laughs> yeah, and you know, like music don't make I'm gonna make shit. the news and yeah. all that. Like it just like I never seen so much violence being promoted on a daily. Like usually it just it was a time where you have to go to you know, it was just in the movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But even in the movies, they still made it on some like superhero good guy, you right, know, right. violence is necessary type thing. Until motherfuckers get mad yeah. and violent. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, 
it's like, nah, man, you know, it's 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 all you know, if it makes money then Yeah, and that's really part of the plan, yeah, like to desensitize us. Like you gotta think about this. If we seeing people getting murdered every single day, every hour, it can be shared. Yeah. You you heartless, bro. You like that's you, why you, I like on like for those that listen to the track, that's why like I, I made my voice as in like a computer hypnotizing yeah. type effect. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just they trying to brainwash it with all this killing, man. It's like, you feel me? If I man, if, they think this shit a video game, like yeah, for real. Yeah, like, that's why people, young niggas can kill so, so easy, easy because they yeah. they call a duty babies, bro, and they they playing all of them games. But it but, ain't the same yeah, when yeah. you gotta sit there and think like about you kill it. Like you killing nigga on the game, right. you reload, you go back out, and that's what motherfuckers is doing. Even with movies like The Purge and shit like that, like I don't watch none of that shit, man. But then you got if I if I do a video. Man, I got a chick behind me with no shirt on. That's her the problem. titties out. You feel <laughs> right. me? I get it put in Facebook jail. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm mad. I'm just no, no. This is unacceptable. You, you like it's crazy. Like I, I, cause I never know. I mean, you know, you got your little illnesses and everything when it comes to say, but everything is like that. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't willing to die for it. You shouldn't do it. But you know, it's like cause I, ain't, I ain't never been on the type to think that sex was more. Uh, detrimental to your health than murder. Murder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like I, that just never made any sense to me. Like you know what I'm saying? So. I see some titties. I don't want to go take a nigga head off. You right, know? Right. I was like, oh, I'm staying in. I don't even want to go out. No, you know? Right. The right Unless I gotta go to that. that you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'm going. Like I just don't get it. I don't get that. That's because that, they want you desensitized, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember where it wasn't no uh, rating on the video game. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Then it was a big, it was a big issue that Mortal Kombat was gonna have blood in it, right? And then now it's like, nigga, the number one game online is people getting together in groups with their friends to go online to kill another group of friends. And right. then it, well, you know, we ain't gonna say the name, but like, come on, bro, like this shit is real, bro. You, you feel what I'm saying? When them guns go off. And motherfuckers don't get back up. Like, we could talk about Chicago. Like, I got little niggas from Chicago. And every week he like, yeah, my cousin got shot. Like, this shit real. My cousin see, got think, shot last I, week. But he, he Chicago, on the same shit, though. Yeah, That's yeah, a Chicago different. is a conspiracy. I, I think Chicago is a whole. Because it's fucking cameras. I've never been to a city lately that is not cameras everywhere. In the hood, whether yeah. it's some Project Green, like, type of shit, all that. And all these killings going on in Chicago and no cameras. No None. cameras. Hey, it was this show that came out a couple years ago. On stars called Boss, it took place in <laughs> Chicago, dog. That was the. I think they cut it because they was t- keeping it too real. Yeah, like real talk, bro. That it. They only gave it two seasons, and the third season, like it was about to be the best one. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And I really think they cut it because they was really exposing how the politics, how the politics really work in that city, dog. I tell you some shit about For Chicago real. off the mic and off the camera. That's very true and very. And then a lot of that shit ain't just black on black, right? You feel what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. a lot of that so, shit, yeah. dog, like. Man, I'm not. We we you just go yeah. to the conspiracy. I'm telling you, dog. Because <laughs> I was watching. I was deep into that show. Like, man, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm talking about. Listen, I got it. little partners like who can confirm. Like, no, like, okay. You seen the shit they did with the shoes, right? When they that's why Vic Mensa came through. Oh yeah, and put gave the shoes, the shoes yeah, away, they right? Put, they, they, because they do that shit all the time, nigga. But they do the shit with guns. You feel? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, how they, else can a nigga get a rocket launcher? 
You can't, you can't, you, I can't approach a nigga who sell guns to buy a rocket launcher because you're going to be like, nigga, I'm going to get indicted when this shit because they're going to want to know where you got that from. Where the fuck do you get the ammunition for the rocket launcher? You know right. And then I couldn't even have one because niggas are no because I'm blowing shit up. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> exactly. saying? Exactly. I'm sliding I'm through like, and I'm just letting off a missile. But that's what I'm saying. Like, where you, <laughs> where you just going to, like, sit that mud at? Like, where that bitch going to just chill at, though, when you need it? Like, hey, hey, the first time I'll be too nervous to lift that Like, because you ain't having no company if you got a rocket launcher in your crib. Right. You're just not having no company. You don't want a chance of niggas That's that. definitely not the crib to invite people to. Like, you just, it's too many opportunities. Like, you know what I'm saying? You right. put it in the basement. You have a get-together. They bring their kids. It's a rocket Kids launcher, go right? to the basement. Yeah. Why we laughing and shit though, but that like, but we trying to make it light of the situation. But it, it's not funny because they are throwing them guns in the hood and they doing that shit. When they destroyed all them projects, that's what fucked Chicago up for real. That's when all the structure and the order was lost because now you putting me next to somebody that our our sets been to, beefing with each other right hundred years. I mean, to me, dog, the message is simple, man. For over since I've been born, and just off of the years of documentation, the years of autobiographies and movies based on this country, people in this country that did good, that did bad. All of it all equals to the same message, dog. Can't nothing get into this country unless the government allows it to. Yeah, right, right. Simple and plain. You and me can't set up nothing Nothing. unless we got somebody in higher office, dog. That's why I said I'm going to tell you something off camera. The 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 message is simple. You know what I'm saying? The message is simple. You know, but... At the same time, we take it. You so, know what I'm saying? Like, if if what if, like, you got to think, what if everybody, I mean, it never happened, but I'm just saying, like, what if everybody really just decided to, like, stop doing stuff illegal? Like, if it was just straight to just do things legal and easier and everything and everybody. Ain't no really, money in that for the government. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ain't no money Like, in just that. think about it. We all just really came again and just stopped. You know what I'm saying? Like. We ain't going to do it. However, we got hypnotized to do it or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's crazy, bro. Like, the same stuff they give us is what they lock us up and kill us for. Right. And And they gave it it to us. Right. And make it legal. And it it, it create animals. Because, like, I'm a chill nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't going to let nobody harm me. But I ain't going out looking for no harm. Uh, But a young nigga will wake up Monday morning, stressed. And and see, that's, yeah, like, it's just so many different. That's why you just got to, you know, I've, I've learned to become a person that's just, you know what I'm saying? Peace is more than anything to me. Peace, peace of mind, mind. Yeah, bro. peace of peace mind. Of you know mind. what I'm saying? That, Anytime, that, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's more what than I pay anything. For. I pay for peace of mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's more than anything to me. So it's just got to be thankful, man, for every step because you just don't know. Like, at the end of the day, like I say, ain't none of us looking for no trouble. Ain't none of us looking for no problem. But we're human. We're men. You know what I'm saying? If somebody come in on some disrespectful stuff, you know, we, we only react. To how we react. And I feel like that's how a lot of situations be. But, of course, the media puts it out as And then the thing is, too, like, uh, so, you know, my favorite book that's not an autobiography is The Fifth Agreement, right? Right. And I feel like if you get The Fifth Agreement, you read it, and everybody read it, and they can understand, like, whatever issue that somebody approach you with is not your issue. It's how they feeling that day. It don't matter if a nigga knocks your wife down. I'm not mad that I knocked your wife down. Right. You mad I knocked your wife down, right, so right. you go approach me. But right. the real thing is, I didn't rape her, bro. Right. Your issue not even with me. Yeah. Go talk to the person your issue with. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what people, yeah. Because it take a lot to humble yourself, man. Because some, It take a lot to be humble, but yeah, being humble yeah. ain't cool. 
You right, see what I'm saying? I, I I like to say it like this. If you ever seen like an alligator or something, eat, you know how your homeboys got alligators and shit and you feed them the rats. Right. So if you go buy a whole bunch of mice and you put a bunch of mice in there, the first couple mice go get eight. You know what right. I'm saying? Then then the alligator or the snake or whatever, he get full. So them next couple, they can slap the nigga in the mouth. They can poke out his eyes and all that because he full. He chilling. Right. Right. Tomorrow when he try to do that, he go eat your ass. He go attack your <laughs> ass. And sometimes niggas don't understand. You just catch a nigga when he full and he chilling. And he like, all right, man, today right. ain't the day. And then you think you could do it again because you think the, the mice like, yeah, we done hold this nigga. Really, he just ate two of your friends and you watched him. You know what I'm saying? So right. I equivalent that to, nigga, you already know how we get down out here, bro. You know what I'm saying? So why are you playing with me? So you playing with me Monday when I'm chilling. You come back Friday thinking you go play with me. I'm knocking your ass down because right. I gave you a chance. I let you live. I let you escape. I let you go in the corner as the mouse and wonder how the fuck I'm going to get out of here. You didn't take that opportunity. You thought because you poked me in my eye because I just killed two of your homeboys, mm-hmm. ate two of your homeboys. This shit all good. You got me. Friday you come fucking with me. I'm knocking you down because I gave you a chance. And people don't look at it like that. Like some niggas ain't to be played with, but you catch them on the right day and they give you a pass. But yeah, every I never time, looked at it like you know that. what I'm saying? I'm, a nigga I'm, give you a pass. But like, I done gave niggas passes on shit. You know what I'm saying? Whether they thought it was serious or not, niggas done gave me passes. Because when niggas be trading war stories, I tell niggas all the time, I done beef with real niggas and I done beef with whole ass niggas. And it's a difference because if you beefing with a real nigga, both of y'all know that it's real. Some niggas might look at me and my brother at points like, oh, we beefing with some whole ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? But when it's time to get down, the cream rise to the top. You know right. what I'm saying? But every situation don't. Involve a shootout. Some situations just be a misunderstanding. All right, bro, right. y'all do y'all thing over there. We do our thing over here. That's the understanding. I want y'all to keep crossing the line, or we keep who. If we aggressive, we aggressive. If if we meeting aggression with aggression, but niggas don't know how to relax. Like, bro, I'm 36 years old, so I, we got six years on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. But in that six years, y'all niggas is nuts. I ain't y'all young niggas. <laughs> Listen, bro. Every old nigga I know, I tell them like this, and this is real. If you get into it with a young nigga, bro, the problem is you probably have to kill him right then. It ain't even no piecing it out because right. a young nigga grew up playing fucking uh, Call of Duty. Right. So they thinking shit is a game, and I don't like to feel like that. I tell my uh, people all the time, man, I got guns. I'm, I'm with whatever, right? But I don't want to use my gun to kill no black man, bro. I don't. You know what I'm saying? That's just so, the long and the short of it. Yeah, that's just the, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm, if I'm forced to kill a black man, this is about to sound crazy, he asks for it. Because right. I'm going to avoid every... I fight or whatever, bro. he asked for it, it's not like when white people saying he yeah. asked for it. Because being white, saying somebody asked for it is like, you, you just, just woke up. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You saying, my nigga, you either did something to my family, you it, at my that's door. That's it, if you yeah. did something yeah. to my family. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, other than that... I'm just, I'm, just not a, I'm just not a person for the extraness. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, I'm just not... Like, if, if somebody... Like, for example, if somebody was to tell me something that somebody else said... I wouldn't pay no attention to it because they ain't say it to me. It's like a waste to think about it. I wasn't there. I have no. I didn't physically hear it. So, however you telling me, whether you telling me it word for word or whether you telling me it eighty percent of the truth or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I didn't physically hear it. So (laughs) I'm not about to like scratch my head over like, and I just don't believe it. I think that be the problem. It'd be too much extraness in a lot of situations. Like, even if somebody tell me that and I process it, I'm not going to react to it right then and there. But if I personally see you, you know what I'm saying? I just think, like, it's a way to talk to people where, you know what I'm saying, you can get the problem out. Yeah, yeah. And however you got to settle it, at least 
at least we selling it right here and there. Between us. Yeah, between us. Like, between however us, yeah. it may go. However it may go, at least it's being done in between, between us. us. But I just hate the extraness that come after it. Like, after we have a conversation, then you know what I'm saying, yeah. you walk off and like, yeah, you know, I got that nigga straight today. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that is unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? Just right, let it right. be dead. We got the situation yeah. straight today and we are you know, the people. Like, I done had people, I done had people to do that. Like, hey, you talk to such and such? Yeah. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah, because that, yeah. that conversation was between us. Oh, so y'all, y'all straight? I mean, you feel me? Yeah, I'm so, right here, ain't I? <laughs> so we talking you know chop suey. When you go to the uh, Chinese restaurant, what you order? Oh, uh, you know me. I'm Eastland Mall nigga, so <laughs> sesame chicken and rice all day. I don't even go to the Chinese restaurant. I don't. But uh, you know, I done got like when we went to this spot. You know what I'm saying? I tried out a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like real talk, nigga. I spent like. Uh, like what our bill was like one thirty, yeah, something, yeah. And I tried out a bunch of shit. I don't like. I don't even remember what was this with the lettuce <laughs> on top of. Yeah. But I know I ate like three of them. <laughs> if that I, was my first time holding, you see, I ain't holding the chopsticks right or none of that. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. So if I go to the Chinese restaurant lately, I've been doing vegetable fried rice because I'm trying to, you know, say that. Well, don't get fried rice if you're trying to yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah. But the cool part, Merch is actually a chef. Oh, okay. so Merch knew exactly what to order. Like. You know what I'm saying? And I let, he holding the chopsticks, right? Yeah, you feel me? Like, I let merch, like, pick shit. Oh, I can fuck with them chopsticks, though. I've been fucking yeah. with them for a long time. I can eat regular food with chopsticks, nigga. Man, I see yeah. chopsticks, I think of drums. Beating <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on the table. <laughs> or playing breaks. Yeah. One of the two. All right, so if anybody... Uh, yeah, 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 that's old school itself. Yeah. So if they could only listen to one song off the project, what would you recommend? Uh... One song, wow. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm I mean, recommending their music. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if you want to know about me and well, just, I, you know what I'm saying, their music. But it's like you know everybody got they they personal. You, know, yeah. you want something for the ladies? You got tell you. You know you want something positive and uplifting? You got black love. You know you want something hip hop, but at the same time telling the real story. You got. Single and free. Starting five, but that's like an interlude. Like that, that was. Yeah, starting five was. And see, like a lot, like Merch, like starting five was one of them tracks that Merch just sent me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when he sent me it, like, that was the thing. A lot of the beats that he sent me at first was just like two minutes long. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, oh, like, I, I taught myself to like pattern myself whatever I was given. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, Coming up, teaching myself how to write. And it's crazy because what really got my writing game good was coming up, I used to be on punishment a lot. Yeah. So it was like when I, uh, the only thing that I could do, I couldn't do, I couldn't watch TV or nothing. Matter of fact, I could listen to the radio, but the only station I was allowed to listen to was 92.3. That was gospel, right? No, that oh, was, uh, uh, was so, yeah, that was an old yeah. school. And that's because that music didn't have no cussing in it. Yeah. My mama didn't want me to listen to no cussing. So she wouldn't be, she wouldn't uh, tell me to turn it off when I'd be listening to like some oldies. So I used to just write to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I used to just write to them beats and everything. Like uh, when I used to play the, uh, what is it, the Funkadelics? Ain't that uh, just George Clinton? We just had a, a young lady in here the other day. Her dad is actually the music director for the Spinners Tour. Yeah, like them little, all them hip-hop. Like, that's why when I first, I was like, I had to catch up on hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? So it was like my cousin, my older cousin uh, on my dad's side, Michael, he was like a true 
like hip hip hop fan where he had like the the tapes of CDs and tapes stacked up this high in his yeah. room. And it's all artists that ain't on a national platform, but they still is. Like Wu Tang, Spice One, yeah. um, uh, Common, Ice, and he had all the Ice Cubes, NWA, you know what I'm saying? Pac. So from his library is how I got put on to like West Coast music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Wu Tang. Like, what would the like, world be without West Coast music? <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? So. Just that's that's really what got my writing game up, but it's like you know I I mean I don't know it's it's all depends on they vibe whatever I think this project will fulfill any type of vibe that you're looking for and this it's just one of them feel good projects like yeah that's dope. I know to me my number one feel good project that I learned that I listened to was Jay Z's Blueprint and Commons B yeah I fuck with B so where can people find the project and hit them off with your socials. Uh, you can find the project is available on all digital uh, media platforms. Chop Suey, uh, you spell Chop C H O P P E D Suey S U E I. Uh, Thirty two sixty nine Chise C H I S E. Like I say, it's available on all your digital platforms: iTunes, Title, uh, Amazon, Google Play, Apple Music, all of it. Um, you can follow me on my social media at 3269Chise on Instagram, C-H-I-S-E, once again. On Facebook, it's uh, Chise D-Boy Mason. Also, for all my music videos to the uh, off the project of Chop Suey and Something Special, I have a YouTube channel called Mason Made, where all the videos is on that channel, so you can subscribe to that. Um, I'm, I got a, a new one dropping, so... You know what I'm saying? For those that subscribe, you know what I'm saying? Y'all going to get a little treat. That's dope. That's dope. Like I always say, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TCEpod, at TCEpod. If you want to be a part of the show, you can contact us, PR at TCOHH.org. And, uh, I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Drop from you over there. We're gonna take a couple pictures over there too. So basically, you're gonna say.